Yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited. I think this year there's I a lot excited. less to even think about. That's why I think I'm not as interested, but I'm, I am as interested. There just isn't as much to know. Right, but the problem is we, we're taking a lot of other people that haven't been. Yeah. So we've got to get geared up for them. Yeah, that's cool. I, I have no problem, but I'm just saying like, yeah, we got to get that going. Yeah. Well, it's 12.10 on a Tuesday, which means it's time for Live at Lunch. I wish we had like a little push a button and it go, Live I would at like Lunch. That. Like that's the, live at Lunch. They kind of have Something a bumper, like that. and I think those are cool. That would be cool. Uh, I, we're getting there. Levels of uh, professionalism. Yeah, we're going, I think we're going incrementally. Mm-hmm. Today should look better. Uh, hopefully the Wi-Fi stays around. We lost it last week. But the beauty of going on the cell phone is that you uh, can just switch over to cellular, and they're pretty reliable. Hey, look, Producer Steve's in the shot. What? Why is a little loud? Little, little loud. Remember last time you thought it was a little loud, and then remember what you said? It was perfect. And it was way low. So. We have to relive that each week now. He's, he's sensitive. He's a sensitive guy. He wants you to turn you your volume up in your radio on your car. We don't want to blow out your eardrums. You don't involuntarily. want to be that thing where you forget that you just had to crank it all the way on that podcast. So when you turn the radio on. Oh. You you have a seizure. Yeah, you yeah, and wreck. And I'm not belittling I've seizures. Been, no. I'm saying those. That's no. what I have, and people. That's a big deal. I agree. I I did it just the other day. Scared the heck out of me, and I I nearly ran off the road because yeah. you went from a really low uh-huh. podcast right. to one that's volume adjusted. And you're kind of intently listening, and so mm-hmm. you're like, oh, listen, mm-hmm. it's my enneagram number, yay! And then I'll see <laughs> like, <laughs> how you doing out there, yeah. radio? So we are here for Live at Lunch, 1210 to about 1230 each Tuesday. We're so glad that you've joined us each week. Each Well, each week we, have, we go through a Right Now Media study. Uh, we are currently finishing the IF study by, by Mark Batterson. Love that study. It's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been this, this week is just as powerful as the other ones. It's, it's very exciting. And uh, if you don't have a Right Now Media account, Pastor Steve is throwing that in the comments right now. Producer Steve, sorry. Uh, that's his role for the next 20 minutes, not Pastor Steve. Uh, and he will put in the comments how you can have your own free Right Now Media couldn't account. Couldn't be easier. It couldn't be easier, and it couldn't be more valuable for you. Something that you could easily take to your friends, to your neighbors, and give it to them as a gift, but also say, hey, have you ever considered... Uh, doing this study with me it's non-threatening it's not you know this is a you don't have to tell them it's non-threatening but for them it's a non-threatening way to say hey let's watch this it's about parenting it's about relationships it's you know whatever the stage of life they're in or whatever season of life they're in there is a video series uh, a way for you to to really take advantage of right now media so i encourage you to get it uh but we are finishing this study last one yeah and we have a good one i think coming up for next week which you have to watch to the end to get to that so don't teaser uh, yeah that's a teaser, teaser. tension builder so hit that like button right now thank you and uh we uh, it really helps spread the word so we'll be here next week on a new study and we're going to tell you about it but this week we're going to talk about the rest of it and this this week's study is called no ifs ands or buts about it uh and it, it's a different one it was yeah. it was different than uh the other ones the other ones are very motivational very kind of like what your the if possibilities yes and this one is like it, in order for any of that to come about, you got to know what you stand for, right? right? You have to know what are your convictions? What are the things that you believe above everything else? When the chips are down, what do you believe? And that's where your ifs come from. And it's amazing to me how, well, one, I'm amazed at how little I knew 
like leaving home, like and it's mm. nothing against my parents or really even the church I went to, but it was I knew so little that when I got to school, right, I I had to make a lot of decisions, right, that I, I think that maybe I could have been more prepared to make mm-hmm. had somebody said, Hey Jesse, it really matters what you it doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter who you associate with. A lot of people were fixing and I understand the need, right? I was troubled teen. Uh, and, and a lot of people were trying to fix Jesse's exterior issues, but as a result, I knew the right things to, to look like. I knew the right ways to behave, but I didn't know why I needed to behave that that's way. That's right. And I think that's something that probably every parent deals with, right? Their, their instincts initially are make this kid a well-behaved kid yes. instead of preparing them for a well-aligned yeah. adult life, which yeah. is where you spend most of your time anyway. So... Uh, I think you were saying that uh, that you didn't know, right? Nobody said, "No, here's what you believe. This is what I believe, and this is why I think you should believe that." They said, "Act this way, do this thing." Right? right. That's easier. That's Pharisaical. That's yes. the rule follower model. Yeah, I don't think they were being Pharisaical. No, 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 no. I think no. But it's saying, just the hey, default. If I'm going to tell this guy to do something, he should probably read his Bible, pray, and spend time alone with God. Good, mm-hmm. important, but Very the good. problem happens is then that just becomes a learned behavior mm-hmm. and not a spiritual discipline. And the truth is, I believe that's why people walk away from the church because that's boring, right? If somebody yeah. just says, do these three things, and you're like, oh man, I have to do these three things, and it becomes more of a law type sure. situation, you don't develop that passion and that love for Christ that we're really looking for. And so the first thing that you really should do is, like, you know, I had to fill out something the other day, and it was a, what do you believe? And it forces you to go, oh. Yeah. And then you write down, and then you start developing that, and you go, oh, man, I'm so glad I wrote all this down because now I can defend it better. Right? I know it, but there's a lot of people, especially teenagers, when they get out of school, the first thing that happens to them is they get one smart-eyed professor that that goes – Hey, well, what do you believe? Oh, you believe Jesus? Okay, well, tell me about that. What do you believe are this, this, and this? And how do you explain this, this, and this? And they go, uh... There's no, nobody's ever explained anything to me. They just said, man, you... This is what you believe. Don't get pulled down by people. Hmm, okay, that's very that's helpful. Cool. Right? That makes me a very good citizen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does focus me on my own personal peace and affluence, right? When I act that way, I get along better with everybody. I have a more likelihood to find exactly the kind of profession I want. I, I get more. I receive better. But that's that's almost the antithesis of what we're promised in the gospel. Yeah. And uh, we are. I'm not saying hey, we should all be these rogue citizens running around in mm. this anarchist state. But I'm I'm saying that not. we should not look like the world, and it's by the way we positively respond. That's right. I don't think we need to be the negative Nancys. That doesn't seem to be in any way contrary. It seems like those people who have a positive mm. response, who throw themselves towards the mess, mm. those are the people making the biggest difference. Right. And, I and they know the why. right? They know why they're doing those things. Because, again, you can coach somebody to do those things. You can get somebody in the right sure. frame of mind. Yes. But to know the why, that is what we want to talk about today. We want to look at the why. So the first thing that they address, or uh, that Mark addressed, was uh, how do you pray? Do you pray as if Jesus is still on the cross, or do you pray as if he's seated at the right hand of the Father? Because that is a major shift in the way that you think as far as, you know, Jesus is just up there as a, you know, uh, on the cross, helpless, you know, but forgiving of my sins. Or is he God? Is he big, amazing, incredible God 
who is seated at the right hand of the Father because he took the cross, came back, and then ascended to heaven and is now part of the triune Godhead. I mean, that's a powerful way to look at how you pray and how you think and how you operate. Yeah, because I think, so Mark mentioned this before, that when we have a glass half empty view of salvation, we're putting in our minds Jesus back on the cross. Mm -hmm. We're just constantly going, oh man, oh no, that has to happen again, and that has to happen again, and oh man. And we live in this sort of, not poor me, but this sort of, I'm so bad, I can't get it right, in this sort of, honestly, perverted way of of operating in, in our faith, but yet when we take the fullness of his forgiveness, which is certainly a huge part of it, but mm-hmm. then his righteousness yeah. too. Well, we also that that's putting all of it on us, right? Yes. When we when we think that way, it's all about what we do, and that's that's not the way that God operates. A lot of us who grew up in in the '90s or early 2000s, that's what they were purveying. Yeah. And again, I'm not against those guys. My youth pastor was a great guy, and if I had to tell me something, the truth is. I would have tried to fix up my outside too. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is I left there and didn't know what I believed. And fortunately, God you know, protected me and put people in my right. path that, that could guide me along a truth and a truth right. narrative that I could Well, make. and it probably came with challenges, right? Like there were probably times in your life that because you didn't know what you believed, Insane. then you had to – account for those and they were harder than if someone would have sat down and said hey listen this is what i believe let's talk about the things that to to prevent is so much better than to have to try to react because it you know one it saves you the embarrassment and the you know the whatever you know whatever else that feeling of like oh my gosh i don't really know what i believe right you know you were committed christ follower and and you were going to follow christ regardless really you weren't going to walk away necessarily but there's a lot of people that aren't that way they're walking away as soon as they're presented with something that maybe challenges what they believed because they never developed what they believed. Yeah. I, okay. So I would say at the end of the day, if I was a parent, I am a parent. Uh, and, <laughs> and six I would, wonderful children. <laughs> I would say that at the end of the day, because my mom modeled an authentic faith, mm-hmm. not a perfect faith. Yeah. And she was young. She didn't know. And she would say, I don't know. And I'm reading this book and it's very challenging. And, and she modeled a faith to me. That at the end of the day, at the rock bottom place, although she was growing too, she didn't know what she believed at that time. She modeled to me something that I could at least cling to. That's right. Right. And that, yeah. so if, you, if you're feeling shame right now, if you feel like any way we've parents, we are not. No. We're saying that that was, that was as critical a component in my life as any of the things. This is I'm certainly doing. a next step. If, if faith is real to you as a parent, yes. then you, you, you're probably wondering what you can do because you're probably like both of us have been. I'm not doing enough. I need to help my kids do this. So here's a good step, right? Have them sit down and say, let's talk about what you believe, and I'll tell you what I believe. And and maybe, maybe you haven't gotten to that point. Maybe you've never somehow been challenged in your faith. That's great, but that starts with you then. You need to be the one that sits down and and takes some time, some real time, to – to answer those questions. And if you're like, man, I don't even know where to start as far as answering questions, you can contact any of either of us and we will get you those questions that will kind of help you to get started on answering those faith questions and what you believe. It's really not that hard. It's actually pretty simple. Paul uh, E. Little. Steve, you might want to put this in the notes. Paul E. Little. Paul E. Little, Little. wrote a book called Know What You Believe. Mm-hmm. It's, is, it, is there deeper books? I'm sure. No offense to Paul. I, but here's the deal. That book is a fantastic go-to for some basic 
good theological, fundamental, yeah, fundamental theological answers that you could walk through with your kid. Yeah, a good apologetic for sure. Absolutely. A very not again juvenile is not the right word, but a basic, a easy to understand, yeah. great place to start. Might spark some interest, mm-hmm. and as you begin to own your faith, and that's really what we're talking about. Yep. We. I know you and I both have hobbies, right? There, yep. Sometimes we get completely immersed in them, right? And when I get something new for my hobby, which is woodworking, guess what I do? I read the manual. It's the only mm. time I read manuals, right? Yeah. And I read it. And because it's you're I, super into and it. And I find out, and I'll run into the room, in a room full of people that are completely uninterested. And I'll or say, and really uneducated. And I'll say, guess what else this saw does? <laughs> it does this. It came with this. The kit, the deluxe kit came with this router bit, right? And, and everybody's like... But see, I'm I own Saw that. I, I'm absolutely immersed in it. And guess what happens? I start to learn new things, mm-hmm. and it doesn't make me annoyed. It brings me further into that. And when we develop our faith that way, when yeah. we when we show our kids a way to own their faith, mm-hmm. and then they own it. Yeah, that's the key. That's what we're doing. Well, think about anything that you're passionate in. If you're passionate with sports, if you're passionate with books, or if you're passionate with whatever. Your kids are going to pick that up a little bit. Yes. Right? You don't have to force them. If no. they see that you're genuinely passionate in whatever, they're going to naturally come to you. It may take a little longer than you want them to, well, but eventually, it depend, to. you know, that's the way it is with kids. But eventually, they're going to be interested in it, at least at the very least. In a form, right? And so, yeah. you know, that's why p- kids are like, no, I don't want to own my dad's business. I want to go out and do my own business. But what greater thing could somebody want than right. uh, your child? So I heard somebody say that. The more protected and proper a container you're raised in, right, the more likely are you, you are to take it and go do something else, right? And, and I was raised in a very safe container, and the result of being raised in a safe, right, like my mom provided a safe environment. She provided ways to my, – my dad did too, but he wasn't as involved in this area, and certainly later in life he wasn't. Uh, but, it, you know, this container, this, this silo I was built in, this I was developed in, when when I finally realized that the real what happened is I didn't want to stay there. I wanted to leave there, and mm-hmm. I wanted to go do. Swipe her down. It's back. You sure? Yeah. Hello, everybody. If we so lost we don't you. know how long that drop was. No, so. we know it was very quick. That phone goes out when it's apparently at this time every Tuesday. That's weird. We and haven't had those kind of issues in a while. Last week we did too. Well, you know, what I'm saying not consistently. It's odd. So here's here's a good way to start. What? Are we back alive? Oh, you're not. You're on the internets. As long as we're on self-service, there we should be good. Okay. Uh, okay so here's the first, here's a good thing that comes to mind, right? Uh, a. W. Tozer said, "What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us." So that's a good starting point oh, yeah. to think of that. When, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. So that's. That's what we need to consider, right? What, what comes to your mind when you hear that statement? What comes to your mind when you think about who God is to you? That's, that's a – game changer is not the word, word, and it's also one that gets used a lot. But it is, a, it is a thing that challenges you to think, what does come to my mind when it's God? Is it this you know, big deity that's forcing me to make all these choices that I don't really right. want to? Uh, is it a loving father that is uh, – you know? forgiving to a fault is it you know what is it that you think of in regards to god uh that's that's really the most important thing about you to start off that's number one you have to think of those things wow it's such a challenge because like 
Like, as I think of it, I'm not even sure I want to say it out loud. Right, right because you have to develop it. I mean, you think about, you know, for us, Old Testament God, New Testament God, it seems like a somewhat different God, but reality is he was in control of that whole thing, and he had a big, big plan from the start. Yeah, I, I, that part, it's more just the visual picture I have for him, right? Oh. <laughs> this, you know, what do I really think of him when I think of him? And it's... Big it's, ball of light. It's prodigal son type thought. Mm-hmm. Like I think he looks at me and he's like, "Gosh, I love that guy." You know, I think he says that, and he's like, <laughs> he, "He doesn't." Forget all the while, somebody's in the back going, "I don't know why." That's <laughs> I, that's the son. Just, it's yeah, the son of the like, story. <laughs> well, hey, hey, hey! And, and I get it, right? Like, and I just go, "Man, I'm so glad." That's how he feels about me. Yeah. And that's a new shift for me because I used to think of him as. You know, wanted me to be wishing I was better. Yeah. Right. And now I think he sees me and he's like, ah, "That's I knew that's how he'd be when I." I made love him. that guy because he's man, like I that. I made him that way. It's so great, and he's perfect for these things that he doesn't even know. And man, isn't that a hard thing to develop too? Because those a lot of the things that you would think that God is frustrated with in your life, He loves, but mm-hmm. you're frustrated with those things in your life. Those things that you wish you didn't do or the things that you wish you were better at or whatever. Well, I definitely don't think other people see me that way. You know, that's where I break down. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, that person, I need to prove, I need Uh, to earn that person's love. I need to earn that person's love. But I don't. I don't feel that about God. Mm-hmm. So it's an interesting thing. Anyway, we don't want to get off into that. No, that could, but, that's a rabbit but hole we could that, those are definitely the thoughts, processes that you have to have. Yeah. Be honest with yourself in the way that you think that way. Sure. Right? If you're thinking that people uh, consider you the same way that like that and you probably think that God's thinking of you that way and you you need to have you have to change that way mm. of thinking. Okay, so what comes to your mind in regards to who God is and what he believes about you? So then the question was posed, who believes in you more than you believe in yourself, right? We all have people in our lives that are our biggest fans and our biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. And they, they seemingly believe in us even when we don't believe in ourselves, right? And, and how does that change you? That's a question that you know Mark posed a little bit in that he said, you know, these these. It's really this is who God is, right? He believes in you even when you don't believe in yourself, mm-hmm. just like what you just said. Yeah, it, I didn't he loves you. <laughs> he doesn't I have the notes. That little quip. But yeah, well, but that's exactly what this is. Is you you need to look and identify in your life who's that person that believes in you even when you don't believe in yourself. That you can always you know when you turn to you're just like man, I love being around you because it's not that they're inflating your ego. They they genuinely are just that awesome. They love you for who you are, not because of anything that you do. Are you, are you trying to get me to – are you talking about yourself? No, I'm not talking about myself. I mean, I'm about I'm, to say that if you would just take a breath for a second. But stop that's not – no, it's, no, that's not what I'm probably very well – they're the, probably very strong. You jumped the gun on all this stuff. And they're probably – Their uh, hair is immaculate. <laughs> they have a better – they have way more hair than you. But Jet's just so specific and odd, and I'm sorry I mentioned that. Really blue eyes. No, I would say I've been blessed certainly by people in my life, but I would say I certainly think that is true about you. I think that's true about several of my yeah. friends and certainly Rachel. And uh, and I think just the other day I heard, you know, this horrible situation, right? There's no need to go into it. But I, I heard the way that a family member responded to the situation was, hey, a lot of bad stuff happened. It doesn't remove the good things that I feel about this person. It doesn't remove the fact that I want my, anybody I have a relationship with to be like that person. Yeah. And I think, you know, we, 
we have those people in our lives. I'm blessed to have you and, and several others and, and it's, it's a wonderful thing. And so, yeah. yeah. You, so then how does that change you? Right? Because the, the oh. tr- what he was trying to get around to is that, th- that this is how God is, right? He is your biggest cheerleader. He's the one that believes in you when you don't believe in yourself because he knows who you are. He made you and he made you perfect and right. he loves you exactly. Just like you said, when you stole the thunder and went that whole, <laughs> didn't know, man, you should look at the notes. I accept right the invitation. Here. today. <laughs> I didn't get the notes. <laughs> that was for next week. <laughs> oh, was? Uh, yeah. Oh, well. All right. So here's the thing. We need to let our convictions be our guide. The things that we believe, the things that motivate us, the things that move us, those are the things that need to be our guide in life. Yes. Right? Those, mm-hmm. are, the, those are the if, ands, or buts parts of, of who we are. Those are the convictions. Determine what those are. You may need to develop some convictions in your life. And Mark gave us a good list of... Of, of his convictions, uh, the first one was, was is incredible, is pray like it depends on God and work like it depends on you. And make sure that those two lines never get crossed. If you start thinking that this all depends on you, then you've missed out on the fact that mm. really God's in control. Uh, that's something that I've been dealing with in the last couple of weeks just because I like controlling things. Uh, criticize by creating. Uh, thou shalt offend Pharisees. Catch people doing something right. Playing it safe is risky. That was another one that hit me. And if you stay humble and stay hungry, there is nothing God cannot do through you. Those are all really good convictions that, and axioms and things about life that, that Mark holds on to. You're welcome to steal those, back it up about 15 seconds, and you sure. can write those down yourself. But here's the thing. If you don't know what your convictions are, you really don't know who you are. And I think on top of determining who you believe about God, what you believe about God, yes. the next thing, the, the next challenge you have to do moving forward from this study is what are your convictions? What are the things that you're willing to die for? And what are your no if, ands, or buts convictions? What are those? Yeah, you know, it's so difficult to, to discuss what we believe and how we, and what keeps, like I think they, they said it, what keeps you up, what makes, what breaks yeah. your heart, right? I know. Certainly, we have somebody. You know, we both listen to somebody who says that a lot. What keeps you up at night? What, what breaks your heart? Uh, but once you grab those things, that's the way to not have to wonder nope. what the next best thing is. You just, yeah, maybe you didn't get clear direction. And I go back to constantly the idea that God is not the guy who's going to come down and go, "Hey, good job today. Tomorrow, same thing." Mm-hmm. He's the guy that says, "Hey." I'm him. This is who I am. This is what I do. And this is where you'll go. Mm-hmm. This is what you have for it. And I'll see you when you get there. Mm-hmm. And and we have to be willing to go, okay, this is who he is. He put me here. My heart breaks for this. I'm just going to keep doing this yep. until my heart breaks for something else. Yep. And you know, that, that brings up like in my mind, Abraham, right? Abraham had no idea who God was. And God basically introduced himself, said, I'm going to do all of these things. And you're going to have a ton of kids. You're going to have an entire family. It's going to be nations of people, thousands of people. And then he, then he just left. <laughs> he didn't say, okay, now, step one. Yeah. Just be patient, and you're going to have a kid in 15 years. No, he just he said, I need you to trust me and know that this is what it is. And Abraham made some mistakes, but he stayed true to God when God was like, hey, man, What's going on? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. You think that was the best solution? <laughs> so, but that's, I mean, that's, that's our life, really. Like you just said, God's not going to give you step one, step two, step three. He gives us the Bible, which is a great indicator and a great guide for life. Absolutely. And all of the answers that you probably are ever going to come into are right there. But even in that, he still wants you to just trust him. 
and walk through those doors when they open. Don't don't say, well, but God didn't wasn't very, very specific. Yeah. No, he was pretty specific. And if you're close to him, if you're walking with him, if you're hold true to the convictions that you know are true about him and you, you'll see it. It's a lot harder to miss God's will when you're looking for it than you think. That's right. And, and a lot of times we have to realize we are copying out. Mm-hmm. We are accepting less because we are afraid. And that attitude, the fear, the honesty about the fear will get us a lot further than the dishonesty about us truly seeking God's will if we're not doing it, if we're using it as a cop-out. That's right. So we've come to the end of this study. I hope you got a lot out of it. If you need to, back the video up, watch it again, uh, write down some things. Uh, this this does conclude this study, and we, we do have actually another study already ready for Super you. Super pumped. Uh, this one study. is, it's also not terribly long. It's like 15, 20 minutes for each study. Uh, it's a little bit longer as far as how many sessions it has, but I think it's going to be really good. Uh, as far as if you're somebody that's like, man, I've tried to read the Bible about a million times and I get about 10 chapters into Genesis and then I stop because it's like January 4th and I'm tired of <laughs> reading. Uh, this is going to be for you. We're going to give, we're going to, we're going to do a study called the good book. It's on right now media. You can search once you get your uh, login from producer, Steve, you go to right now media, type in the good book. Uh, there are two guys whose names are one is Kyle Eidelman. Wild, sure. Yeah, one is Kyle Eidelman. The other guy is another guy I've never heard of, so maybe you have. But uh, What's his name? I, I don't know. I'm waiting for it to come up. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Um, but anyway, they're going to talk to you. They're going to basically walk us through the entire Bible and God's big plan wow. throughout okay. this, uh, this study. And it, it's an incredible look into... Uh, you know, God, this isn't a, this isn't an accident. The guy's name is Darren Spoo. You think I would remember that? I definitely don't. Darren Spoo. I definitely don't think he says it that way. He should. He should for I sure. He never said it. So anyway, these two guys are going to walk us through the Bible, and they're going to show us kind of just God's plan and why he did the things that he did. And I guarantee you, you're going to be changed from it. You're going to be yeah. changed by it. It's going to help you to understand the Bible in a bigger picture in God's giant plan you could really parlay for life. this study into the next one because this study is fantastic I mean it's really oh yeah the if study yeah, knowing yeah, yeah, what yeah. you believe like, you man know. you're already two studies ahead no no parlay it's just <laughs> yeah. this study yes the if study into now okay maybe you don't know your convictions maybe you've never sat down and think thought about those things this study is going to be great yes, tie in for that so that you can have some biblical foundations for what you truly believe yeah it's true Thanks so much for joining us today. It has been Live at Lunch. We are so glad that you've joined us, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, we'll be praying for you.